0: Hello. Hello. <clears throat> <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Work Asia.
1: Understanding that rest is just as much a part of productivity and when I'm fully rested and present I can actually have another stretch of pushing through. Right? Instead of believing that I have to show up all the time 24/7 in all the roles that I have you know is there a role i can maybe take a step back from for a little bit and be okay with that what are the tools that nurture me is it meditation is it yoga is it a
0: workout you're listening to project loving myself podcast a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love mental fortitude and self-discovery Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Ever since I can remember, I have lived my life at a fast pace. Always moving forward, wanting to reach somewhere. Where to? Well, I'd find out as I'd go, go, go. It was always, what's the next thing? The only time I paused was to be pregnant and have a baby, which I did three times. So there were those times that I slowed down to savor the moments. Over time, I learned to appreciate those quiet stretches, the calm before the storm. Except my storms were more like rainbows that would take me to discover new treasures in life. I found the balance between my busy weekdays and my slower weekends, where I can enjoy quality family time with my kids and my spouse. But I wonder, can I still take it down a notch while reaching my goals? They call the ability to drop the pace down slow living. It's an actual way of life. To define it, Slow living is a lifestyle that encourages a slower approach to everyday life, which involves experiencing life and completing tasks at a leisurely pace. Leisurely pace sounds like I'm going shopping or I'm taking a walk in the park. Does it work when you have so much to accomplish? I don't know, but I would love to find out. Our guest today introduces herself on an Instagram post as hi. I'm Anna. I'm a German-Filipina, European-bred, Filipino-fed with a side of American fries, a pun on her last name, Fries. She says 90% of the humans she meets pronounces her last name as fries because it is spelled that way. Anna lives in Bali, Indonesia, where she practices slow living as a philosophy that weaves through the different aspects of her life. Whether it is practicing yoga or working in digital communication and marketing as her own boss, everything she does is rooted in an intentional expression of her true self. She finds the time to stare at the moon and the stars while navigating her underworld and discarding labels she has collected over time. As she says, she loves to create poetry juggle with words, cast spells, and call in the divine that resides in all of us. Are you as inspired as I am by that? Let's get this conversation started. Welcome to the show, Anna. Hi. Hi, Zanaya.
1: Thank you so much for this wonderful,
0: wonderful introduction. I actually feel really touched listening to that. (laughs) You know, Anna, when you sent me the post where you were introducing yourself, I mean, most people have like a profile, a boring profile, you had this amazing post. And I'm like reading this little, you know, what you wrote on yourself. And I was like, wow, I feel like I really know her just from reading her post. And it was like, I want to know more. I want to talk to her even more. And I was also very envious of the way you write. I mean, it is just so beautifully expressed. So I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about.
1: Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Okay, Anna, talk to me about being multicultural. Where is home and, you know, what country culture do you really identify with?
1: Yeah, that's a good question to start, I have to say. Mm, It's one that even after 37 years, I still don't have a really clear answer. Um, As you said in my introduction, I am a German Filipina. I was born and raised in Germany to a Filipino mother and an American father who originally is also from Germany. So I grew up in a triangle of three different cultures, which was slightly confusing and kind of is until today. There was a part of me that had always felt growing up in Germany that I didn't really belong and um, a part of me that always projected into, oh, I belong to the United States without having actually lived there. And there was a part of me that completely neglected over at least the first, I should say, three decades of my life, the Filipino side in one way or another, which I now finally get to express a lot more with having moved to Asia four years ago. I mean, I still don't live in the Philippines, but I live in Bali. So the idea or the sense of the question of belonging and home is something that I Cannot really fully answer, but I have let go of that. I have let go of finding that one answer that describes where my home is. Because in the end, or eventually, I found home over these last years within myself. I found that I'm all of that. I'm the German, I'm the American, I'm the Filipina, I'm even partially Balinese. I'm maybe something I was in a previous life um, that I don't even really know yet. So I've been in so many conversations with where do you find home or even the simple question, where are you from, is something I I find very challenging personally because the question where you're from always feeds into stereotypes, right? Tell me where you're from and I get an impression or have an assumption about who you are when there's so much more that makes up the person right we're not a nationality we're not just one country we are in a globalized world we are so many things we are where we feel local we are whatever informs our current reality at the moment so but in order to answer your question i feel at home in bali i feel at home in the philippines i feel at home in switzerland i've let go of the idea of just having one home thanks to my profession thanks to my job I have been able to cultivate an experience in life where I get to live in different places, not at the same time, but throughout the year.
0: So beautifully expressed, Anna. You know, when people ask me, where are you from? It's always a tricky question because I've lived in, other, in many countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been exposed, well, I've lived with different cultures as well, religion and so on. And I have a spiel. Like oh I was born here and then I grew up here and then I went to college here and then I went here and then I went that and you know in the in the last or in the recent times I realize that doesn't really say anything about me except that yeah I'm international but I feel like most of us are these days aren't we we're all kind of connected to all these different um, countries and cultures and just with everything going on in our lives that just saying what country you've lived in and where you've been, doesn't really express much of who I am. And so what you said has got me thinking about, you know, what, what do I want to say? What do I want to tell people about me? It's certainly not the places I've lived. I mean, I don't see how that really expresses much of who I truly am. Um, so definitely food for thought. I want to also highlight how you speak, Anna. That slow, measured, intentional energy is in how you speak. I mean, this episode is about slow living, so aptly titled, because it's completely embodied by you. You know, like I started off the the episode with my introduction and even my first question, like I was just at my normal pace. But as you answered, I realized, wow, I was fast and anna is slow in a very good way it's very like it's everything is very measured it's like you you don't take for granted every word you're using and everything you're you're saying it is specifically everything you want to say and it's such a contrast because growing up it was always like how fast are you right are you the first one to turn in you know the test qu- the test paper are you the first one to complete your art project are you the first one to raise your hand and give the answer to the question are you the first one to complete whatever it is you know something at the deadline or meet the deadline or get somewhere or be successful or make your first million it's always about the race to reach somewhere instead of the experience of life and of what is going on every step of that way to getting to where you need to be. So I kind of want to take that question back to you, Anna. What is your perspective? Um, I'm sure you were probably also exposed to that kind of let's reach the finish line type of mentality growing up. And yet you have found a way to cultivate this totally different energy in the way you speak, in the way you explain yourself, in the way you live your life. Tell me a little bit about this.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Beautiful question. I'm going to respond very slowly. So I very, very much relate and resonate with what you said. because. Obviously, growing up in a Western context, growing up in Germany, where a lot is about performing, good grades, good school, university, all these achievements, I absolutely was in the same loop for most of my life. I was corporate in the beginning, working for a big automotive company. And I was 23 or 24 at that time. And yes, of course, I had big goals. And I wanted to fit into that world and make it all happen. And I had a prestigious first project after university and it was all amazing. But somehow life always threw something in between my plans that made me slow down. It was almost like there wasn't even a choice. Every time I start running or I start chasing or whatever, I stumble. I always stumble. So for me, Going slow and going intentional was the only way. Whether that was me really running into a burnout back then or actually running into depression, trying to push myself through, oh, I'm on holidays right now. I have to explore and do all these things while experiencing a dear member of my family passing away. And instead of pausing, I was just trying to distract myself until I broke down. you know. So there are so many different examples in life where just life or the universe just gives you a tiny little slap and sometimes it's a bigger one telling you, mm-hmm. take a break, girl, go slow. Because going slow is a beautiful concept of living and I really just started to sink into that about four, five years ago when my own spiritual journey really picked up When I was able to peel off piece by piece a lot of the layers that I believed make me who I am. When I was sitting in silence, confronted with what was left of that. And, you know, the rumble and the gravel is not always nice either. It's not always comfortable to walk on. But allowing myself to be with everything that our human experience has to offer allowed to dissect and integrate and heal and digest a lot of the things we accumulate, a lot of the experiences and energies we accumulate throughout our life. And so it's very interesting because today there's almost no other way for me than, you know, going slow. This whole idea of multitasking, you know, two screens, getting 10 million things done in the shortest amount of time I was really good at it don't get me wrong I'm I'm a Virgo I'm a perfectionist everything I try I try to make it perfect it took me away from being intentional it took me away from being present it it even took away a sense of my aliveness you know and so we're just constantly busy and we forget to live through that sometimes so Being slow allows me to be more sensitive. It sensitizes me to more of what's really happening around me and between people. It allows me to to tap into what's happening inside of me instead of just being always external all the time. It allows me to create boundaries because at some point, you know, when you're more sensitive, you obviously take more on. And you only realize maybe at the end of the day, oh, my God, I'm so exhausted. What is all of that that I'm carrying? What are all these thoughts? is that even me? What if you had an opportunity to actually already be aware that, oh, something is happening right this moment in time through a conversation with someone that I can actively choose to not take on because I'm taking a moment to just lean back and understand what's the dynamic that's playing out. And I can build and I can create a tender boundary that just protects my own energy in that very moment. Because also, you know, if we're looking at the, at the global landscape at the moment, we live in intense times. These last three years have been insanely crazy. And we all come out of this pandemic and crises with shaken up nervous systems, with a lot of anxiety, with depression, with big mental health issues. Not only because we've been literally served with our own troubles and issues, but also because we were exposed to so much. And we took on so much without really noticing what's mine to keep and what's mine to release, you know? So yeah, slowing down is for me to move with intention. It's about agency and discernment on, on, and creating boundaries. It allows me to notice more. It's also savoring every step along the way as we go. I'm, a, I'm someone who loves beauty. I'm someone who loves to indulge. When I'm busy running through life, I don't get to enjoy all the flavors that life has to offer. When I'm just shoving my food down, I'm not appreciating and honoring that very thing that grew and that took its time to grow on this planet. You know, that very vegetable. Am I honoring the person that prepared that meal for me or myself when I prepared it for myself by just you know shoving it down my throat literally when there's so much along the way that we get to enjoy you know the idea of stopping and smelling the roses and just take yourself out of the hustle and bustle even just you know two three times a day it's not about slowing down everything in life i understand that you know people are a certain way people have to do certain things are in certain jobs there is no way in slowing down but just moving with intention through that is a choice that's available to everybody
0: A couple of things, Anna, from what you said. First of all, you're right. We live in this overstimulated, highly distracted world. And it feels like the only way to actually survive in this kind of a global landscape, as you said, is to slow down a little and be more intentional. So I completely agree with that. The second thing you said that kind of caught my attention was about food and how for you eating food is not just putting it in your mouth, but it is honoring everyone who was a part of that process of the food getting to your table. And this is something that I resonate with because in my culture, so in, in, in Hinduism, in my culture, there is this notion of how eating is a very sacred ritual. Everything you eat has memories and feelings and thoughts. And this also connects to my practice of Theta Healing. So as part of Theta Healing, we bless the food we eat. We bless with light the water we drink. And the idea is to take that moment to just acknowledge what we're putting into our body and also recognizing where it's come from. So it is something that I don't do all the time. But I do definitely um, enjoy when I do do that, that process of kind of really communing with my food or that, you know, my family around the dinner table. And it's really interesting because I've noticed when we do that, we eat less and we eat also with more intention. Like there's, there's kind of like, do I want to eat this? Is it going to satiate me? Is it going to do something for me? Does my body want whatever is in that food? So there's a sense of kind of being very choosy about what we're putting in our body. And I almost think that we, if we could practice this all the time, we would avoid the foods that give us like indigestion, that, you know, cause us to bloat or cause us to gain weight. That if we were slower when we were eating our food, or at dinner time or lunchtime, that we would probably reach for food that's good for us, that's probably in sync with our own biological system, right? Which is interesting because people spend so much money, you know, going to places to detox or to get a food intolerance test. Or to check their gut biome, microbiome, biome, or gut health, and I wonder what if we just went back to slow eating? Perhaps we would have all the answers simply as we were to be more present in the act of choosing what we want to put into our body and noticing how it affects us. Exactly. Okay, and I actually did. Um, I actually did a kind of a program with a nutritionist, and we took everything out of my diet and then we put everything back in one by one. And what was really interesting is to see how every food group was a different experience in my body. At the end of it, I discovered that I'm not really intolerant to anything, but I became a lot more sensitive to how everything reacts with my body, my energy levels, my sleep. So I know, for example, that bread makes me really sluggish, the gluten, it slows me down, something I should probably get out of my diet. You know, so I was able to kind of just, without even taking the blood test, but just kind of get to know what is working for me, what is not working for me. And that was just such an enlightening experience And I do wish I had the ability to be that present all the time. But as a mom of three children running my own business, you know, working on a lot of different projects, you and I are also, you know, we're kind of collaborating on a a project. Um, I have my husband, I have people who work for me and people who work in my home. How do you, how do you make it all work? You know? And I, I, I want to say one more thing. is you mentioned, it doesn't have to be something like all the time, but that there could be pockets perhaps. So can you give me a little bit more guidance on that? How do we practice slow living when we have, you know, a to-do list? when we have all these responsibilities and so much going on in our lives. Yeah,
1: of course. Um, of course, I hear you. I hear you so much. Especially, I mean, the food part is, is such a beautiful example, right? I was, and I, I've been wanting to say, like, just imagine you could now take all of that that you know about your, your eating behavior or the things that are good for you or in alignment with your body, not, and, and just put that on every part of your life. And, you know, be mindful and aware in every single section of your life, how beautiful and how amazing and how aligned and empowered would would one feel, right? I mean, that's what we're ultimately striving for. I mean, I have to say, I am also running my own business, but I don't have employees. I don't have three kids and I don't live in a fast-paced city like Manila. So obviously the way I have designed my life is allowing for a lot more slowness. I live in a culture where everything goes slow. And it's not that I am 100% used to it, right? There is a part of me that's still German and that gets really impatient in traffic. And I'm like, can we just go a little slow, a little faster here? So I, it's not that I've completely signed up for 100% slow living, because sometimes there are parts in life where we need to be a little quicker, where we need to step in, where we need to push, right? But in and amongst all of that, there is, A subtle undertone. There is the opportunity to just, even if you just take your foot a little bit off the pedal of the gas pedal. And even if it's just creating small breaks, you know, you can go faster again. Once you're clear. Okay. This is the direction I'm going. It's what you said with. Yeah. It's creating pockets in your everyday. It's we have support, right? We have support systems of people. It takes a village to raise kids. It takes a village to hold a family together and to have a house and, especially to, and also to maintain a business. What if we would rely a little more upon one another instead of trying to make everything happen on our own? Um, what if we asked for a little more help every once in a while without making ourselves feel miserable for that? What if we would admit to ourselves, oh, I can't do it today. What if I did it tomorrow? Is that really bad? Is that really a problem? What if it is there an opportunity to cut my to do list in half while allowing myself to honor how I feel today because I have a migraine or I haven't slept a lot or I'm on my period as a woman? Is there something I can delegate? What if I would allow myself to rest, understanding that rest is just as much a part of productivity? And when I'm fully rested and present, I can actually have another stretch of pushing through. Right? Instead of believing that I have to show up all the time, 24/7 in all the roles that I have. You know, is there a role I can maybe take a step back from for a little bit and be okay with that? What are the tools that nurture me? Is it meditation? Is it yoga? Is it a workout? Is it girlfriend time, you know? Is it just me shifting my roles from being the mother that's constantly stressed out and, I don't know, exposed to milk and barf. I don't know. um, Sorry, pardon me. I'm not a mom. um, To then, you know, just being reminded I'm also a friend or I'm also a sexy wife or I'm also, I'm a sensual woman. I'm a sensual being that loves to enjoy and activate all of my senses in whatever way that may be. Yeah, I I think these are a few things I would... I would just raise us questions because obviously everybody has to figure out to their own degree and extent how much they're able and possible to do that in their own context of life, in their own pace of life. But I think the main question is, how much can I really, really take my foot off the paddle? Like, how can I really, really be true with that instead of believing and being stuck in that mental construct that I have to all the time? Because really... If you really, really ask yourself, you don't. You don't have to all the time. We're not alone here. We're not solo fighters. We're, we're herd animals. So,
0: yeah. I, I like what you said, um, specifically the term you used, which is to allow for slow li- living, you know, to design your life, to allow for slow living. Um, that really connected with me. And um, I can see how there are many aspects of my own life, which I have allowed for slow living. For example, I used to be one of those people who was constantly trying to cheat time, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I got all these things to do. So let me sleep less so that I have more time to now accomplish all these things. And then I got to a point where I was like, this is not working for me because sleep is really important. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. For me, and I came to value it when I had a lot less sleep, you know, after three children and going through the initial sleepless nights, I really came to value my sleep. I think it was having those babies, because as you know, a college student, I would pull all-nighters all the time or like, you know, something that was just what you did. I would party till late and barely sleep. And that was okay when I was younger. But when I had children and I, you know, was breastfeeding and I was having those two hours of sleep in between a feed, I really came to value sleep. And especially more recently, if I don't get my quality sleep. And I'm actually wearing an aura ring um, to track that, you know, because for me, it's like with everything I'm doing, the one thing I can really do for myself is give myself good quality time to recover and rest. And that sets me up for my day and to be there for all these different roles I play, as you mentioned. And so I think, sleep is one aspect what I where I do practice slow living because I really kind of, it's sacred to me. And if I don't get that sleep, I will find a way to take a nap. And I'm not a nap kind of girl, but I started to do it to ensure that I give my body that time. Um, the second thing I wanted to say is a couple of things happened recently. Uh, I went to kind of like a video arcade here. I don't know if you're familiar with time zone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my boys, I mean, they're boys, they love like this kind of a, you know, uh, going out to a time zone and playing their ticket, uh, playing their, these different games and it's loud and noisy. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, you know, there's so many like lights and there's so many people. I can't take it. I've tried twice. The first time I went in, my husband went ahead, took the boys, and then I followed. I went in and I just, I couldn't take it. You know, it was just too much stimulation for me. And I walked out and I said, okay, maybe I'm just having one of those days. Maybe I'm PMSing or something of that sort, but I had to get out. And I felt bad for kind of deserting my husband that way, Mm -hmm. but I just, I couldn't. And then this weekend it happened again where my boys were like, we want to go. We want to go. Okay, fine. Let's go to time zone. And I heard there was a quiet one in uh, one of the malls where there's hardly any people. So I'm like, yes. And a friend of mine was like, oh, it's really quiet. It's not like the other arcades. I went in and it was like torture. I literally rushed out and I told my husband, I can't do it. I, I can't. I was like almost panicked. Like, I can't do it. I can't do this, you know? And I feel that because of my spiritual well-being, healing journey, I've gotten to a point where I can't handle that much, you know, noise and stimulation and distraction because it feels like an attack on my senses. So do you feel that your slow living practice has made it difficult for you to kind of handle parts of life that might seem very normal to people. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll I'll throw in another example as I was sitting in the car and every, every kid in the car with me was freaking out. My daughter was freaking out because she didn't want to sit in the car seat. My son was whining. My other child was whining. And for a moment I was like, I need quiet, you know? And I, I'm, I haven't, Ever, I mean, I guess now because I'm, I'm moving around with three kids and that's a new experience, there's a lot of noise and chaos sometimes. And in that moment, I have to kind of dig deep into myself and be like, okay, all right, I'm centered. You know, I can handle this. But like a time zone, I had to get out. So how do you handle those kind of challenges? <sighs> that's a good question. Yeah, so I
1: have definitely become a lot more sensitive and sensitized to external stimuli for sure. And if they are, the louder they are, the more disconnecting they also are from my inner, inner world, right? Because it's, it's so distracting and it's like overbearing. And I have my rituals and my practices in place. I know when I'm out there in the world, what parts of my body to tap into or to just touch, to call myself back into presence, to, Maybe zone out for just, you know, even if it's just a minute or even just if I close my eyes for a minute or we have these things like headphones, we just pop in music for 30 seconds just to kind of recenter or ground ourselves, bring our feet back onto earth, so to speak. Being more intentional and slow in life has both ways. It's, it allows me, it allowed me to become more sensitive, but it also allowed me to become more resilient. Because there is there's this treasure chest I found inside of me that, that that's like a little, you know, like a power, little power place, little powerhouse. I can tap into, I can remind myself of when I'm in a state, in a state of overwhelm. Whatever whatever that may be, if it's a lot of work, deadlines, um, a lot of humans talking at me or somebody dumping projections on me, or I don't know, all the things that take could potentially take me out of center. I always take a moment to find my way back. And that's the conscious inviting in of, of time, of space, of a breath, of a minute of just sitting in silence and taking, taking myself out of the equation, taking myself out of that very situation without having to necessarily also move, um, move away from it, right? I can sit in a meeting and just close my eyes for 10 seconds and just breathe quietly, deeply into my belly. The thing is that we, we tend to forget that It's in these very simple techniques and tools that already are so powerful. We forget that they are there. We are so consumed by what happens around us that we don't even realize that we always, every, every moment have the, the choice, the agency, the power to, to withdraw, to come back to self. And that's just something that I've also only cultivated over time. And it's also something I completely forget every now and then. And I also have to remind myself. That's what I have my bigger practices and rituals for that then help me to to pull myself in a more general, slower pace. Or it's, it's a retreat sometimes from my every day when I get up in the morning and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to start working at nine. I'm going to a yoga class at nine. It's going to take one and a half hours to get through that. I can come out of it a lot more replenished, a lot more nurtured, empowered, whatever the tone of the class is. And I can meet my day with a lot more presence and resilience and creativity because I'm connected. And um, it's a constant discernment. Like discernment is one of my favorite words, right? Like, am I willing to, you know, cut a few things from my everyday to-do list for the sake of being able to show up for the rest with a lot more presence and a lot more clarity and thoroughness, and all these kind of things. And for me, it's worth it. It's worth, every time I choose myself, it's worth it because it always reflects in the results. It always allows me to connect and it always always allows me to create from a place that's deeper and that allows other people to feel, right? I'm a creator, I'm a creative person. So I can't do this just constantly inspired by external stimuli or my mind. It's not the only thing I want to listen to. So there is an active choice in this. And um,
0: yeah. I, I agree with you, Anna, completely. Mm-hmm. Completely agree with that. You know, I think the first step is having the discernment, which is also one of my favorite words. Um, having the discernment about whether you need to remove yourself from the situation. Like my time zone example. Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter how much I, I centered myself, I don't think I would be comfortable in that kind of an environment. I had to walk out and it was okay to let my husband take over because he can handle it. So that's the whole idea of, right. It takes a village and I can allow people to help and count on them. And he's pretty, he's really good about that actually. And then, so knowing the difference between the situation you have to remove yourself from versus a situation like the one of my car example where it was noisy, but these are the people I love. This is, you know, this is my Sunday afternoon. I want to be there, right? So all I had to do was reach in to myself and find that place of calm and, you know, centering. And like you said, if you need to take 10 seconds to close your eyes, which is something I also do sometimes, or I love the other um, tip, which is so simple, take a breath, you know, take a deep breath in and breathe out. You know, do a cleansing or a releasing breath like that. And you should be able to find that space of, you know, strength or grounding again. Um, and I also want to address the third point you made, which is we always have a choice, right? And I love that you, you identified that even when you have a task list, you got to get stuff done. You start work at 9 a.m. You can still choose to do a yoga class. Because that's going to make you more productive and more effective in the rest of your day. And I think just having that, you know, that awareness that you have a choice, you know, you have a choice and you can exercise that choice and you can make a trade. Like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour, hour and a half of my yoga Class or in my meditation practice, but then I'm gonna sit down and I'm just gonna knock all these things out completely distraction free. I'm gonna put my phone in a different room if I need to. I'm just gonna like clear my space and I'm gonna get things done. And I find that that works beautifully and you kind of satisfy your inner um, like your your inner desire while at the same time, work towards whatever it is that you have committed to or you choose to do with your life, okay? And um, another thing that I also have applied in my own life, which I think might be helpful helpful, and goes a lot along with what you said, is to eliminate things that are unnecessary. Like I used to have a to-do list where everything was on the list. And I realized that would only create procrastination, overwhelm, you know, it didn't really make me more productive to have that much more on my list. And I learned through my own journey that I don't want to focus on more than three major things in a day. That's kind of my thing. That's my thumb rule. Mm -hmm. I will choose only three things. And these are the three things I have to get done. Anything I get done on top of that, or all those little other things I do, those are all just tasks. You know, they're not a big deal. They're not going to make or break my day. If I get to them, wonderful. And if I don't, as long as I committed to these three kind of focused tasks, I get them done, then I end my day feeling really accomplished. Like I really achieved something. And I think what people tend to do is they set up the expectations that they can't ever meet, right? It's a losing game. You're not going to be able to complete 20 things that are on your list. And your brain is looking at the 20 things and feeling like, oh my God, I didn't get things done, right? So it's also kind of setting yourself up Mm -hmm. for slow living in that way. It's like, it's exactly what you said is, you know, even within that, like, all you got to do is take out those 20 things from your list and only put three for today. And there can be three for tomorrow and three for the next day. And you break up your 20 things just over the week. And now... I have taken it down a notch. Mm. So it's interesting as we're talking, I'm getting these realizations, oh, wow, this is slow living in these different aspects of my life. I've been doing it in my own way, but understanding it as, as slow living, putting the word you know, into our conversation has brought me some awareness to what I'm doing and almost more direction. Right? Like, oh, I'm doing this, and this is slow living. Yeah. And with the slow living, these are the benefits, or this this is what I can now expect, or this is the direction I'm taking. So tell me from your experience, Anna, instilling this notion of slow living into your life practices, right? What have you seen? Kind of from a A zoomed out perspective, like what happened to your life as a result? What has happened to you as a result of living your life with this kind of an energy?
1: First of all, I have to say, um, I love your reiteration and I love how you just brought in your own examples. I love the point. um, And that's something I didn't really clearly pointed out, the, the part of being realistic super super important right it's what makes being slow a little more accessible to everyone because otherwise you know people will be like oh yeah i can't live slow my life is not designed for that um that's a little bit too easy but you know how can i invite in slowness in a context that's realistic and what are the little things i can invite in i just wanted to acknowledge that that was beautifully reiterated from you how has it impacted my life um in honestly so many ways First of all, I can really say I am a much happier person. We forget, it sounds so simple, but I'm actually a happy person because I'm present. Somehow life's a lot more colorful and alive and vibrant because I have the pace and the time and the space that I'm giving myself, that I'm allowing and granting myself, also understanding I'm worth, I'm worthy to enrich my very present moment. So um, yeah, I'm actually happy. I am more resilient. That's something I also noticed by just taking it a notch down, by just not having to meet my expectations the whole time, by not having to do the 20 lists, uh, things on my to-do list. I have a lot more space also for my inner world, for my emotions, for a digesting process of all the things we accumulate throughout the day. And that increases because I get to clear a lot of energy, it increases my way to show up for others, to show up for my job again, to show up for the people that ask for support. So there is a there is a sense of, of strengthening through having more space to let go and to release and to move through instead of just, you know, adding on and adding on and adding on and eventually we're breaking down under the weight of all the things and all the roles we've carried instead of putting gently aside what I don't need right this moment in time anymore. Again, choice. There's always choice. And we always tend to forget about that. It's, it's such a disempowered place to live from, to not understand. There's always cho- choice in every single second of our life. So I get to be also more supportive I get to be more soft with myself. It's one of the things I got. I heard from a really old friend um, a few years ago when I moved to Bali for the first time after the first year, he, we spoke every few months and he would see photos eventually. And he was like, you know what? You're so much softer. Your face is so much softer. So it's definitely also a good facial to go slow. It just rejuvenates you, (laughs) you. You know, it's, yeah. It just softens your edges. It softens the grip on having to. It just allows you to get out of your way and into a flow of life and into a stream of life. It, it allows you to trust. A really big thing. We all have that. Trust issues. To also just allow life to do whatever it's meant to do through you in that right moment, in that right place where you're at. Because honestly, if you're holding on and gripping and have high expectations, I dare to say about 80%, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in a way you're, you want it to be or not at the right time do you think is the right time and all these kind of things. So what about just leaning back and just trusting and saying, hey, what's meant to be is what's meant to be in that moment. And if it doesn't happen, okay, that's okay too. Yeah, so so trust, trust, because it also allows for other things to come true that I did not anticipate, right? And so there is a mystery. There's a mystery in the way I get to face life because of that, and that's what I love. I get to be surprised. By slowing down, I get life to catch up with me and be like, hey, what about this? You didn't see that. When you're running, you can't see that. And it um, yeah. makes life playful again, it makes it creative. It makes it mysterious. It allows me every now and then when I come out of a state of stress and contraction, which I obviously also always have every once in a while, to see it through the eyes of maybe a child or who I used to be many, many, many years ago, right? Curiosity is one of my my leading values. Um, how can I take myself out of the equation, out of the moment without taking everything personal? So yeah, this is this is all something that has really been cultivating i have been cultivating within me through through these last just handful of years there's more inner guidance there is intuition there is softness there is a feminine source that we as women also have that can lead the way quite strongly actually more than our sometimes very cerebral ways and it's authentic i feel my life's authentic i attract amazing people and i also face sad separations but it's trusting that things aren't in service. Things aren't aligned to my way of living anymore if these kind of things happen. And that's okay, too. Here comes then my space for digesting and being with what is. And all of that is, is a sense of becoming, becoming more of me, becoming more authentic, becoming more present. And that's a major gift. To me, life is a gift and it's a seduction at the same time because of that.
0: You definitely are a poet. I can yeah. hear it like in your words, in your language. <laughs> you. um, I want to address what you said about how it softens your edges. You know, it, it just makes you softer. As we are talking, I recognize that our conversation right now, it's slow. It's very intentional. And as I'm communicating with you, I've been communicating with you for almost 50 minutes now, I feel so beautiful. I don't mean externally, but I feel so beautiful as a person. And I am looking back at someone, I'm looking at someone who seems so beautiful, a human being, you know? And I just feel like it's like this heart to heart connection in our conversation. You use the word authentic as well. And it feels very authentic. You know, it feels very real. And I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you in this way. Mm-hmm. Like I've mirrored your pace of our conversation and it just feels, it feels just so beautiful to connect in this way. So I want to thank you for that experience. I want to thank you for that reminder. Okay. That was just incredible. Mm. <laughs> um, we are at the end of our episode, mm-hmm. Anna, but I can't leave without asking you for your project loving myself mantra. That one reminder, that message that might be for yourself or it might be for you know our listeners on the podcast. What what would you like to leave this conversation with? Ha! I think there are so many messages that
1: I want to convey. Um, slowing down is worth it it's really worth it for the sake of your own aliveness and presence and participation in life give it a try just give it a try dare to fail figure it out on your own terms try it again but it's so worth it and yeah it's worth it and it jumps onto others and so I'm, I'm very, very grateful for you reflecting that back to me because it works, obviously. And so it yeah. shows me I'm, I guess I'm doing it in a good way, um, that it reflects onto others. It allows you, I mean, I also noticed that your tone got a little more quiet or calm and your sentences got a little slower. And so I truly enjoyed that too.
0: <laughs> so it's worth it. Thank you, Anna. Thanks. Thank you, Anna, for this incredible conversation. Where do people find you? How do they follow you? How do they get in touch if they have questions? They can
1: follow me on Instagram at underscore Anna Fries, F-R-I-E-S, written as French fries. They can be in touch via my little platform that I'm sharing with Maxine Magalona on at the Soul Space PH. So these are two ways of reaching out to me. And um, yeah, I guess that's a good start. And we can take it from there slowly, obviously. (laughs)
0: <laughs> tell me um anna a little bit about soul space ph before we ra- wrap up yeah. can we just take a moment to you know tell our listeners what is soul space ph what should they expect
1: so the soul space ph is a, a platform maxine Magalona and i initiated on um instagram uh, during the pandemic last year which is basically our little place our little space in this world, in this digital world, where we are sharing our own tools, our own techniques, and our own experiences as we were navigating life um, through the pandemic and also after. We both have our own fair share on mental health stories and issues. Maxine, for everyone who knows her, which are a lot of people, know that she's a mental health advocate. So we, on that platform, we basically talk. We talk a lot about big topics such as mental health, meditation, yoga, ritual, self-care, and all these kind of things, sharing things from our very, very own authentic perspective and experience, and eventually taking it a notch up sharing practices. So over the last few months, we also started sharing new moon meditations and full moon meditations and talking a little bit about astrology, which is something that informs our life a lot. And um, we are still in the process of creating more offerings. We've been filming meditation workshops because a lot of our communities have been in touch with us on how to start with these spiritual teachings that we are both really fully immersed in and that are a big part of our life and help us to navigate this crazy world. So it's a reflection. It's a platform that's coming from us, speaking mostly to our fellow Filipino people, but literally anybody who feels drawn in by the teachings by the energy that we convey
0: so yeah check it out sounds amazing i actually have maxine coming on the podcast um she came on on the podcast a couple of seasons ago Mm -hmm. and so i have her back so i'm actually looking forward to that one too and i will definitely tell her that we connected and had this conversation sweet
1: thank you so much for having me and i am so stoked you asked me i feel very honored to be able to speak here And yeah, this was a
0: beautiful conversation. I agree. I mean, totally in sync with what you're saying. (laughs) Thank you too. Thank you. I love this conversation so much. Did you? So here's what we're going to do. I want you to find something in your life that you can slow down i slow down my sleep and my task list what are you going to do find just one thing that you're going to slow down and post it on your socials tagging at project loving myself podcast and tag me too at sanaya gurnamal give me a rating if you like this podcast share your review and hit the subscribe button in our quote for today john de says slow down and everything you are chasing will come around and catch you. Perhaps we have it wrong and we don't need to run after success or wealth or even love. What if in slowing down, we finally find what we want? Thank you for tuning in to Project Loving Myself, where the most important relationship is the relationship you have with yourself. You are loved. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia